Looking for a unique online gaming experience? Well, Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer Games are changing the way people play online in New Jersey. Broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and stream directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop, Live Dealer creates a true casino floor experience online. The dealers even have their own unique personalities, talking to you as they deal the cards. It's almost like being in the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. And as long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy the live dealer experience. Play Golden Nugget's online live dealer today in real time, seven days a week, now from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat, all live in real time on GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the newest and most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer, truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only, problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Hi, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have two guests. We're going to have uh, one of my favorite people in the poker world. He is a writer, a professional poker player, also a musician. We're going to hear some of his music. His name is Tommy Angelo. He'll be talking about his new book, Painless Poker. And then we'll also talk to him a little bit about what he thinks it takes to be a professional poker player. And then we're going to talk to somebody from the other end of the gambling spectrum, somebody who's starting out. He is a table game inventor. He has a great game to talk about. It's called Money Suit 31. His name is Brent Weiss. And we'll be talking to him. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment. So stay tuned. Two very good guests. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep, alleviate your sore neck and back, and the special deal you can get for my pillow through the show. Well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four my pillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the my pillow mattress. Yeah, that's right, the my pillow mattress. The MyPillow mattress comes with a 10 year warranty and a 120 day money back guarantee. The MyPillow mattress is made up of three unique layers providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious Dream Soft cover, which is stain-resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Join the best and the brightest of the esports industry at the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas on September 7th and 8th for the Casino Esports Conference brought to you by Fox Marketing. This two-day hands-on event will provide the most direct and informative connection for gaming establishments looking to incorporate the esports gaming world into their properties. 
The Casino Esports Conference will not only educate, but actually facilitate your casino's move into the esports industry. Panels include experts discussing wagering, mobile social gaming, the latest technology, and much, much more. Attendees can participate in free 30-minute pitch and match meetings with conference exhibitors or businesses on site during the two-day conference. You can even meet with esports tournament organizers to explore partnerships to run esports events at your casino or gaming property. So head on over to CasinoEsportsConf.com and register today to attend this exciting and unique look at the esports industry. The Casino Esports Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. It's one event you can't afford to miss. Welcome back, listeners. I, I feel like I'm on an NPR show after listening to that. What beautiful music. Uh, it's the music of Tommy Angelo, who is a multi-talented guy. He was a musician. He was a poker player, a professional poker player for 15 years. He's now a coach and a writer. He's written a new book. We're going to talk to him. His new book is called Painless Poker. I'm into about a little less than a quarter of it. I'm on page 97, and I love this book. It is a spotlight on the world, the sick kind of uh, world of that poker players get in, uh, and we're going to have him talk about it. So before, I'm not going to talk about it. So my, I just want to say, Tommy, are you there? I'm here. At- Tommy Angelo writer. So tell us about your background first, and then let's get into how you started this book. What's your background? Um, well, I got hooked on poker when I was 14, and I've been that way ever since. Um, played recreationally for 15 years. I went pro when I was 30. That was back in 1990. And I grinded for seven years in uh, basement games, and then I moved to California and grinded out there for six or seven years before the poker boom hit. And then when that happened, I'd already been writing articles and already had a little bit of a good reputation at 2 Plus 2 from posting. And I was kind of on the front wave of the need for instruction. And right away, I started uh, putting together a program for more experienced players that dealt with all the issues besides just how to bet and when to fold and all that. Because there were a lot of people discussing that and learning about that and I felt I had a, uh, it was, I was in a good position to help people with tilt and boredom and, um, you know, table presence and all of these other things to do with poker. So I coached that for a couple of years. That gave me an enormous amount of material, um, which I put into my first book called Elements of Poker in 2007. That book was well received and also gave my potential, my future clients a, a good head start on what my whole thing was about. And then as a result of that, I coached some heavy hitters, Phil Galfon, David Benefield, Jay Rosencrantz, and some others. And they put out the word among the pros that they did, you know, they had a good experience with me. And so after Elements of Poker came out, most of my clients were professionals or serious amateurs. And so I spent less and less time on betting strategy with my clients and more and more time on all the other stuff. So two more years of doing that full time resulted in another enormous amount of material that I had. And I started to compile it into a book around 2010 and came up with this idea for Painless Poker, which I'll tell you about in a second. And that was in 2010. So I've been working on this book for seven years consistently, the last seven years. And it's taken a couple different turns. Um, so that's basically how we got up to writing of this book. Okay. Uh, I think the first thing that potential readers should know is that the title, Painless Poker, if not intentionally ironic, surely is ironic because at least for the first 97 pages, um, it's all about the pain of the bad beat, the pain of uh, just good hands not cashing, uh, the pain that is associated with poker. Tell us 
the yeah. s- setting of the book and whether the title was intended to be ironic? <laughs> well, the title is uh, people's reaction oftentimes is, you know, famous poker, that's impossible, or, you know, is this a comedy or whatever. Um, yeah, you're about 100 pages in, and the first part of the book is about the pain, you know, some of the, like, playing bad, you know, is another one, and just boredom. I define pain here not just about the big spots of losing pops, but also in all the small things, just the boredom and dissatisfaction and all the different types of ways that we can be unhappy at poker. So the first part of the book is about the pain, and, and the, the title uh, is related to the setting of the book. Most of the book takes place in a fictional setting called the Painless Poker Clinic. And at this clinic, I teach a, uh, I teach a two-day seminar to seven archetypal poker players and the catch is that they were all beamed into the clinic at the moment of greatest pain so you have uh you know a, a really hot shot nosebeat player you got an online grinder you got a stoner who's a live grinder you got a guy who's a family man all he wants to do is play poker on the weekend so i tried to represent all the various types of players with these seven players but not just their personality types but the types of pain that they experience and I, I, really, I literally created these characters by starting with a, 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 basically a spreadsheet of poker pains and sort of assigning them to various people. So, so I'm in this room with these seven people who didn't volunteer to be there, and, and, and we talked for two days. And so the book goes through the examination of pain itself, and then what can we do to undo the pain and minimize the pain? And then part three of the book is basically what to do about it, how we can actually do that. And... Uh, so the, uh, one of the things that I think drives the story and makes it interesting for people and relatable is that each of these characters at the clinic, they tell their stories about what they were doing when they beamed in. And we call it their beam-in story. And it's like all poker, all poker players have this. They have one or two times they can remember that, like, this is the most painful moment of my life. So each of these characters tells their story, and that's how you get to know them and get to really relate to who they are. I see. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Don't do what I did and run out. If it's working, don't quit. Why would you stop? Why undo all the good that's been accomplished? You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite is nutrition. If I ever took Roy off of Dynavite... No, 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 no. When I get to about three quarters... When I get down to the bottom of my box of Dynavite... Oh, no. I've got a couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. 859-428-1000. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a bottle of Super Omega fish oil free. Packed with Omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Omega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Free this week at Dynavite.com. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to the House of Cards. It wasn't just a friendly home game, huh? Poker is no longer a hobby, it's a profession. As far as these kids are concerned, desk jobs are for suckers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host. Uh, Listeners, I just want you to know if you tuned in late, uh, we are talking with poker writer, coach, and player, Tommy Angelo, who's just written, I wouldn't say just written, he's been working on and has finally completed and published uh, a wonderful book called Painless Poker. Uh, Let me ask you a personal question, Tommy. Do you have a story of your own greatest poker pain? Well, um, yes, that's what chapter one is. That, that whole story that you read about me going to St. Louis and all that. Well, give us um, give us a taste. Give our listeners a taste of your sure. uh, of one of your own stories. Okay. Well, the first chapter of the book is 
um, called My Longest Drive. And the way it's laid out is that <laughs> it was a, I went to St. Louis three times in the summer of uh, 1995. I was living in Columbus, Ohio, and I was going down there to play. And I crushed in the first week, crushed in the second week, and I had this, this big pot lemon game. And, uh, um, well, actually, yeah. So it, the third week I went down there, obviously, you know, this is a big story of pain, but the details about it are, are really excruciating of how I lost all my money and all this. It was such a perfect storm. All these perfect things had to happen. But the, the thing I really remember from that trip is the drive home because I kept pulling over every 10 minutes or half an hour because I was so depressed and I couldn't bear to be away. And, and, and that's really what happened. It took me 22 hours to drive home, even though it was a seven-hour <laughs> drive. And that's what this chapter is about is you hear the story of, the, of what happened. And, and along the way, you get my whole backstory and also – I paint the picture of what the world of poker was really like back then. So there's a lot going on in chapter one, but yes. the really emotional part is is my drive home, and you and you get an insight into my racing mind of just the total insanity that I was in, the state of mind I was in after that. And uh, yeah, that's my demon story, basically, right there. Well, I got to say, I well remember that part of the book, and what I found this may be the wrong uh, adjective, but what I found delicious was the way you created your your mind, what was going through your head, and the constant uh, con- feverish thoughts that you had, that I, I understand what that's all about. And the other thing that I loved about the way you told the story, or about the story itself, is that it all took place in a casino that I wrote a review about, in a poker room that I wrote a review about, which became, if not at the time, but became, in my mind, one of the three worst-run casinos in the United States, the presidential – it was the boat, right, in, uh, yes, in yes. St. Louis. And the owners of it, I think they had another gambling project coming up. They were putting all of their money somewhere else, and they totally allowed the boat to degrade so that – a good quarter of the slot machines had handwritten, uh, not working signs on them. Uh, they had a, uh-huh. they provided a spread for this for the poker players, but it was the most mm-hmm. disgusting array of <laughs> old uh, delicatessen meats that would be on oh, a tray God. in this separate room under lights, and the the saline that's used to kind of make the uh, deli meats way more when you buy it had all leached mm-hmm. out of it, and it was this nice. awful, disgusting, low ceiling paint was cracking uh, area. Mm-hmm. And I, I pictured that when I was reading <laughs> your story. Of did, was it depressing even back then as a room? Do you remember? No, to me it was the most exciting place in the world. I mean, <laughs> any poker. I'm serious. I'm serious. Back then, I you know. I had been grinding full time five years, and I was traveling around to these casinos playing poker. I mean, it, any free food to me was gold back then. Really, I had no critical eye. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: You have coached a lot of players, and you, if I were to describe the kind of stuff you coach, it's the me- the meta game, it's the big picture, it's mm-hmm. you know people's mindset. Are there some people who just absolutely should avoid the life of a professional poker player, people that you would say, you know what, do something else? Oh, yeah. I've, I've coached at least two or three people into quitting poker altogether. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, for some people, it's just a bad mix, a really bad mix. And, you know, it, well, you got to keep in mind that people that come to me are coming for help of some sort, Right. So I only talk to people who are willing to change and want to change. And somebody comes to me and we're looking everything over and over, it might even be over the course of a year or whatever. And I'm like, you know, maybe you should take a three months off and then they take three months off and then they're like, okay, I'm done. So yeah, the answer to, you, to, to your question is, yeah. When people really, uh, you know, give me the, com- um, you know, they really want to, my feedback on what I really think is best for them, and sometimes the right answer is to just quit. I see. So we have a lot of listeners who I think are either wannabe or maybe uh, pros or semi-pros. Would mm-hmm. you have any advice for a guy who's now 
he's winning in the basement games. He's winning in the home games, maybe not in the games that are the worst raked, but in any decently raked uh, one, two game, occasional two, five game, he's pulling down three to six, $700 a week. He's not crushing it, but that's because, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to really crush it in home games because you don't have the constant action. And he comes to you and he says, uh, do you think I have what it takes to really make my living at this? Where do you start him off as a coach? Oh, well, I would have to ask many, many questions, and I would have to play with him in the same game. This is part of my program. Uh, before I could really, I think, really offer that person good advice. But the general advice I would give to anybody who has already got their A game in shape to where they can, they think they can make money, you know, they can beat a lot of players, is that, okay, that's great. You want to keep working on your A game, and that will increase your score. But for most players, once they get to that point, the place where they can improve their score the most, and I call this improving from the top up and the bottom up, is making their C game better. And, and, you know, with eyes wide open and with as much awareness and honesty about their true nature as possible, really examine how consistently they play their A game. Because for players that have a good A game, the place for them to improve their win rate isn't just by making the A game better, it's by playing their A game more often. And nice. to me, that is what defines a professional. And so that, what I tell guys is, you know, spend half of your improvement energy on improving your A game and spend half of your improvement energy on improving your C game. And really work on that hard. Make that a daily part of your poker practice. It's like, where are my leaks? What am I doing wrong? Go in every session thinking, okay, last time I played for nine hours, I know my optimum is seven hours. I'm going to quit after seven hours. Whatever it takes, keep working on that C game. Please give your website <laughs> so people can get all your stuff. You were just about to ask me that. Sorry. Um, so my website is TommyAngelo.com. And I got stuff going on there. If you buy any of my three books there, the print version, you get the ebook for free. And if you, uh, at the checkout page, there's a box that says discount. If you type in Tommy, T-O-N-N-Y, you'll get a $5 discount off any order. That's kind of related to this interview. And all print books are autographed. Terrific. In fact, the print book you sent me was autographed with a very nice little um, little saying in there, and I appreciate that. Because um, you're special. I did have fun in there, and uh, I, I appreciate the fact that you said that it's for our kind. I think so. Very good. So TommyAngelo.com. Type in Tommy for a $5 discount, and if you purchase any of your books, you get the ebook for free. What a good deal. Listeners, that's Tommy Angelo, the author of a new book, Painless Poker. I, uh, I encourage all of you to read it. I'm having a ball. We're going to take a time out, and then we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Looking for a unique online gaming experience? Well, Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer Games are changing the way people play online in New Jersey. Broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and stream directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop, Live Dealer creates a true casino floor experience online. The dealers even have their own unique personalities, talking to you as they deal the cards. It's almost like being in the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. And as long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy the live dealer experience. Play Golden Nuggets online live dealer today in real time, seven days a week, now from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat, all live in real time on GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the newest and most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer, truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only, problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right, AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types. 
who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to AdamandEve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at AdamandEve.com. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's one 866 When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you've been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 1-866-577-4680. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of August 28, 2017. For the third consecutive quarter, Atlantic City's seven remaining casinos have seen their revenues rise. According to the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement, Atlantic City saw a 16.2% increase in the second quarter of this year, which is a total of over $169 million in revenue. According to the report, revenues for the first six months of the year totaled $1.7 billion, which includes the hotels, gaming, and online gambling. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is considering a permit for a non-Indian gambling hall in the Niagara Falls region, very close to the Seneca Tribes Casino in that area. This is in response to the administration's frustration over the Seneca Nation's decision to stop casino revenue sharing payments. The tribe is stating that the 2002 contract with the state of New York is silent regarding annual payments to the state after the 14th year of existence, which ended in 2016. And finally, an absolutely amazing jackpot was won at the Fremont Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. The tourist from Southern California, identified as Rodolfo T, put $3 in the Megabuck slot machine and came away winning an amazing $11.8 million. That amount marks one of the highest jackpots won on the Megabucks machine. Hey, I'm just happy to come away with a free t-shirt in Vegas. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. 
People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortly and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. Let's play. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, We have in the past had a number of people coming on and talking about games that are known as house games or table games. And we have a guest now who is going to do that. His name is Brent Weiss. He is a game inventor. And I think a lot of our listeners think, geez, you know, we have home games. And I often think, why don't we play this in a casino? And I'd like to talk to Brent about how he invented this particular game, what it's like, and what the process is for getting a great idea for a game to become a game that is adopted by a casino or casino. So without any further ado, uh, first of all, Brent, are you there? I am here, Ashley, and thank you guys for having me. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background. How is it you became a game inventor? Sure, no problem. It's actually kind of funny. My background is actually a little bit different than most game developers out there today, as I actually did not start with a gaming background. Now, I actually grew up playing the game 31 that my game is actually based off of with my friends growing up. And like you said, not all games are based on poker and so forth. Now, after spending some time in casinos, maybe even a little too much time growing up, I looked around and never saw anything on the floor that resembled the game 31 that I had grown up to love. Well, let me just so, stop you right there. First of all, I have, I've played a lot of games. I've mm-hmm. never heard of 31. Where did you grow up? I actually grew up in Long Island, New York. That's where I grew up. I grew up in Nassau County, Hempstead, Hicksville, and Westbury. I'm from Belmore, so we're actually close to being neighbors. And 31 was a game you played with your friends or your family or where? Primarily, I, I grew up playing with my friends in junior high school and high school. And did you? is this a gambling game, 31, like blackjack, or was it just played for fun or what? It's a, it was a gambling game that we played. It's played very similar to any sort of... Uh, any sort of poker game, almost like a go fish per se, where the way the game is is that a group of players like myself and my friends would sit around the table. Each player would receive three cards, and then the top card of the deck would get flipped over, and then the game would begin. Players would then draw cards off the top of the deck, and the object of the game is to combine the point values of suited cards to get a hand worth as close to 31 points as possible. And then when somebody achieves a hand they think is good enough, that player would then knock, and then players would expose their hands, and whoever has the highest hand of the table would win, and whoever had the lowest hand of the table would receive one out. Well, Brent, that game is nothing like Go Fish. That game is a combination (laughs) of blackjack and gin rummy, but it's nothing like Go Fish. No, that is true. I just like explaining it that way to explain that the home game is that players would continue to draw until somebody would actually get the cards that they are looking for until they get a suitable hand that they were comfortable with. I see. Okay. And tell us about how you turned that or why you turned that or how you even thought to turn that into a potential money-making opportunity of developing a casino game. Well, of course. Again, Based on what I said earlier, I had been in casinos for a decent amount of time in my life, and I'd never seen this game turned into a table game before. Now, as you were asking earlier, the process with creating games is a rather extensive and very thorough one. But basically, when I had walked around and never seen this game on the floor, and me and my friends being a large group of people playing this game, it didn't occur to me why this type of game could not work. So then, of course, I needed to kind of take off and run with that, you know, that idea and figure out how to turn it into an actual casino table game. And what did you so do? What did you do to figure that? I mean, so you were not a game developer. What did you do for a living when you decided to turn this into a casino game? 
Well, actually, I had just graduated college for my undergrad, and like like you had just said, I had no gaming experience, so I had to pretty much learn from the ground floor on how to create table games. So what I had done is I basically, just like any other person would do, I started researching online to see what goes into developing table games, and then I learned about, you know, the basic things such as house edge and hit rate and optimal strategy and so forth, and then started piecing together the very beginning stages of my game and tried to turn into a viable product. Now, even when you come up with a game, you know, it can be a great, great in theory, but obviously we need to make it fun enough for people where they would actually enjoy playing the game. So what I had done after doing some of this online investigation is I started doing the very raw math. Of course, I am not an actuary or a gaming mathematician, so my numbers were originally very raw, and, of course, I had to make sure that these numbers were appropriate. So basically what I had done is I put together the basic game and then had my family play it. And some of my friends that grew up playing the game with me and said, hey, I have this great idea that I thought in my mind. Do you like this game and do you think it's something that would work? Now, the original game 31 is just, there's, there's no bonuses or any bonus suits in the game. And after the preliminary math that I had done, I realized that without any sort of bonus system, the game numbers did not seem attractive in terms of payouts for players and so on and so forth. So what I have then done is I created this new money suit jackpot system, which then created the ability to make very lucrative payouts for players, which is specifically what people are looking for with the carnival game. I see. So you modified the game to make it more appealing to players, but in the process you also retained the house advantage that allows the casino to make money on this because you're not doing this as a philanthropic gesture, how to enrich players, but you want something that would attract them to the game. Exactly. And now when it comes to the math, though, what I've actually learned over the years from a lot of people within the business that, you know, house edge is a wonderful thing, but there's also a very delicate balance between things like the house edge and then the hit rate on the game. And some games out there today, and what I mean by this hit rate, Ted, is that if a player is playing a game that has a very, very low hit rate, but it has a very low house edge, players aren't going to like the game because they're never going to win. A good way to explain this to people is we, we call it the penny slot effect where players like playing the penny slot machines because they tend to win often, even though they tend to not win very significant amounts. But the sheer aspect of winning constantly gives those players a very fun aspect of playing the game and makes them enjoy it more so than some of the older slot machines. I see. So did you get any partnership with uh, actuaries and people that could tailor it to do both of those things at the same time, have a high hit rate, have a... uh, house edge that made it profitable and attractive to the casino, but also had large enough prizes to make it exciting to the player? Well, I had actually gotten pretty lucky where I had done a lot of uh, marketing via things like gaming forums and so forth. And in that process, I had actually been introduced by many, I would call them non-professional gaming mathematicians that do certain things in their free time that they enjoy doing. And I luckily had, I wouldn't say paired up with somebody, but found somebody who was willing to help. And what he had done for me is he created spreadsheets for me where I could pretty much just mess around and implant certain payouts to see what the house edge would be, see what the hit rate would be. And then you basically just work with those numbers until you tailor it to the way that you feel is the, the best and most appropriate way, for, way it should be for a play. And then, of course, then you have to put it in action and then see if people enjoy it. And you've got to keep it simple enough so that somebody's not intimidated by more rules and payout tables and things than they can absorb in a, you know, a one. Exactly. I, I want, in fact, here's a question I have. How much time do they figure is the optimal amount of time for a player to get how to play the game? Well, that's a, a great question, and that's always one of the most important things to ask a game developer. The standard answer to that question within the business is that you need to be able to explain a brand new game to somebody that has absolutely no idea what the game is within 30 seconds. If you can't do so, then you're going to be talking to this person. They'll be forgetting everything that you had told them within the minute, and there's no chance that person would have any idea of what's going on. And then when it comes to gameplay, a player should have a full understanding of the game within the first three hands of when they sit down at the table. Okay. Any longer is going to create confusion, and, of course, a lot of uh, negatives come from that. So, Brent Weiss, who's a table game inventor, I'm going to give you the test, the 30-second test. Okay. I don't know anything about this game. I'm a new potential player. I'm a poker player. I never play mm-hmm. table games. What is? How do I play this game? Okay. So, Money Suit 31 is a very simple new game. 
The game is essentially a three-card game where the object is to combine the point values of multiple suited cards to get a hand worth 17 points or higher. Now, the only little nuance to the game is that because it's called Money Suit 31, every hand a bonus slash money suit is going to be determined, and if you develop your hand of that suit, you'll get paid more than the other three suits. And it's as simple as that. Oh, great. You did that in 26 seconds. Very good. So have you sold the game? Is it now being leased out to any casinos? Is there any place where I can find it? Right now, unfortunately, in the U.S., we don't have any placements. We had actually had two former placements with the original version of the game. And as I had told you earlier, I started this when I was a little bit younger and rather inexperienced. So we had used those two initial trials to tailor the game, mess around with the math and so forth, and, uh, and change the procedures to make them more simple. Originally in the game, the first version, we had a family pot attached to it, like a game called Flop Poker, if you're familiar. But on paper, it's a wonderful thought, but in practice, it creates a, kind of a procedural nightmare where the dealers, it slows down the game. Dealers then have to figure out all these different things. And then we decided to, mid-trial, we decided to change that family pot out and put a standard side wager on the game. This made procedures super quick, super clean, and got rid of any confusion with that family pot that had existed beforehand. So where did you exist when you did exist? When we existed, we first started out in a very tiny, small Indian tribal casino in Southern California called the Augustine Casino out in Coachella. We then we changed the game slightly, and we actually had just come off the floor recently up to the Great Eagle Casino in Calgary, Alberta. And that's the trial where we actually had changed the rules in the, in the midst of the actual trial, which is something that will pretty much destroy player retention. But after discussing it with the casino management and myself and some associates, we all came to the conclusion that it was 100% the right decision to make the changes. So we just used the duration of that trial as a, a platform just to test the new procedures and then kind of decided now we have to get this game into somewhere else. So where are you looking to put it? Well, right now we have some pretty strong leads, actually, in a, in a few jurisdictions. Specifically, we have very strong contacts up in Ontario, Canada, specifically in the Niagara Falls area. We also have a very strong lead in Pennsylvania, in Louisiana, and we're also trying to get the game into Nevada, of course, as that's the ideal location. Well, I wish you well with that. And uh, in the meantime, I'm just curious, Brent, it's taken you from graduating in college to now to develop a game to the point where it may be soon entering some major markets. What do you do in the meantime as a game developer? Are you, you know, selling pizza? Are you uh, working for uh, McDonald's? What do you do to, to earn a living while you're trying to get this thing cooking? Well, it's kind of a funny question because actually I'm doing the complete opposite of earning a living, which I know actually Doug and Dan might appreciate it. I'm actually about to graduate this May from law school down in South Florida. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so I've been doing all this simultaneously, which, you know, creates a tad bit of anxiety. But it's uh, been a process, and with this gaming experience, I might also then get into the gaming law aspects of everything as well. Well, Brent, uh, inventor of Money Suit 31, I wish you well. And when you actually get cooking and you have some games out there that people are playing, come back on and we can talk about how successful you are and how you're a multimillionaire and how you don't even need to be a lawyer. Yeah, that would be a fantastic thing. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Ashley. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep, alleviate your sore neck and back, and the special deal you can get for MyPillow through the show. Well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four MyPillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the MyPillow mattress. Yeah, that's right, the MyPillow mattress. The MyPillow mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The MyPillow mattress is made up of three unique layers providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious Dream Soft cover which is stain resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. 
Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Join the best and the brightest of the esports industry at the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas on September 7th and 8th for the Casino Esports Conference brought to you by Fox Marketing. This two-day hands-on event will provide the most direct and informative connection for gaming establishments looking to incorporate the esports gaming world into their properties. The Casino Esports Conference will not only educate, but actually facilitate your casino's move into the esports industry. Panels include experts discussing wagering, mobile social gaming, the latest technology, and much, much more. Attendees can participate in free 30-minute pitch and match meetings with conference exhibitors or businesses on site during the two-day conference. You can even meet with esports tournament organizers to explore partnerships to run esports events at your casino or gaming property. So head on over to CasinoEsportsConf.com and register today to attend this exciting and unique look at the esports industry. The Casino Esports Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. It's one event you can't afford to miss. You're listening to the House of Cards. I have three jacks and two sixes. What's that called again? A full house. What a cute name. A full house. Is that good? Yes, that means you win. <gasps> again. Oh, God. This is almost embarrassing. What is that? Five in a row? What a lovely watch. Welcome back, listeners. This is my favorite segment when I get to chat with my producer, Dave Weishattel, who is in studio now, looking handsome as ever. Oh, thank you very much. What do we have, Dave? We have a great question from Sarah from Bradenton, Florida, who listens to us on WWPR. Just reminding you, if a member of our audience has a question for our mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC Radio, leave a message or text on the House of Cards hotline at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. And if we choose your question to answer on air, you'll receive a BorgataPoker.com baseball hat, a BorgataPoker.com t-shirt, a House of Cards custom poker chip, and a deck of official Hooters playing cards provided by our friends at Hooters of Princeton, New Jersey. She writes, recently the Riviera Casino in Las Vegas was demolished, which is sad because I remember going there in my younger days. I wanted to ask the guys, what was their favorite casino that's no longer in existence today? Ah, I, I love gotta, that question. <laughs> I know the answer to this question, but my favorite casino is not really my favorite, but it's the one that I think about when that question is asked. When I was in St. Louis about 10 years ago, okay. I visited the absolute most depressing, decrepit, horrible <laughs> casino ever to grace the planet, uh, the Presidential Casino. It was a riverboat, and it was – it had literally – Is it one of those riverboats that don't move? Yes. Okay. It's one of those riverboats that's okay. docked <laughs> per, uh, perpetually uh, and never goes out and just kind of stays there all the time to take advantage of state law at the time that allowed casinos only on the water. So they built them on the way. And it, it was so decrepit. They had uh, handwritten signs on about <laughs> a quarter of the slot machine saying out of order. They had a poker room in this depressing dark place with a couple of light bulbs in the ceiling being out. They had a, a pathetic buffet. It was a platter 
of deli meats that had sat out for so long oh, that they my. were leaching out their salt water <laughs> solution and that they're sitting in water. Was anyone eating those? Or no, no. it was the most <laughs> repulsive thing. You just you didn't even want to see. But nobody was there to say, "Well, it's been here for a week. We better take it out." Um, so in a a, a a kind of pathetic way, that would be my favorite casino that's closed. But the grandest casino that's closed is without question the revel that was amazing i we both were there and it's just unbelievable it's absolutely beautiful and and it just it's sitting empty now and it's, it's absolutely it's, sitting for empty people that have never seen it first of all you should go on google and and look and for images of revel casino atlantic city it is this monolith of black reflecting glass all glass many stories right on in the most perfect location at the north of the strip the only casino to have its own beach too there you go and uh it was it was awful failure from the very beginning even before the beginning they talked about how this is going to be a failure because it was so badly run um and it just never succeeded and it cost Billions. Billions. Right. Billions. Oh, my. Right. Do you have a favorite casino that closed? Yeah. It's sentimental for me. Growing up in Jersey, I remember the Claridge where yes. all, everyone went there. Yes. And how about in the mid-80s or late-80s was the Playboy Club. That massive that – that looked like the Revel back then. You know, it was yes. all glass standing right in the middle of the boardwalk and uh, – you know, all the waitresses were dressed like Playboy bunnies and things like that. It was typical 80s casino. Well, I could go on about all the casinos in Atlanta, in uh, Las Vegas that I used to go to. Riviera was one of those places where you thought would never close because it was just the center of a yeah, Vegas. I, really? I, you think so? I didn't see that because it had so much nostalgia when they built, to it. When they built the Mirage okay, and then they built the Bellagio and the Venetian and the Wynn, and the Cosmopolitan, and the Aria. For me, when they went through that, the writing was on the wall for all of the old line casinos. The Sands, dead. Uh, the Sahara, dead. Uh, Circus Circus, that is done. <laughs> the Riviera, forget about it. The Star, all those places. To me I got one that I loved and it just closed, was the Frontier. You loved the Frontier. Quarter Margarita Night. Oh. Then they they had Mickey Gillies. Yes. <laughs> What's interesting to me about Las Vegas is that the first wave of casinos, the downtown casinos, have nothing. I mean, they are just the Golden Gate, mm-hmm. uh, the Four Queens. How do those places stay open when the Riviera dies, the Sands dies, Circus Circus is dying, all those places are dead? How does downtown do it? Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but they do. They get... Those tourists that focus on downtown amaze me. I mean, I know Binion's has a special place in May Hart, although it's it's changed a lot. But the rest of that area, just I'm surprised they haven't just totally knocked it down and put up uh, high-rise condos. Thank you for joining us. Until next week, good luck and good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.